Challenge's story and where we dive deep into all things MTV's The Challenge, past, present, or future if it's happening in the Challenge universe, then we are here to document it. I am your host and dedicated Challenge historian, Jacob Hollibaugh. Thank you so very, very much for being here with us today on this wonderful Tuesday where we are a day away, one day away, 24 hours away from our challenge double dip. We've got Spies, Lies, and Allies episode 15 coming tomorrow night, followed the next day by episode two of All Stars 2, and really followed by mere hours if you want to stay up till midnight after Spies, Lies, and Allies and watch right away. That'll be hitting Paramount Plus on Thursday. It's our second week of this glorious double serving of brand new challenge episodes. And because of that, we've got to properly get ready for all of that. That's a lot of challenge to take in. We've got to get ready for that. And that means a review preview. But now that we've got two shows to talk about at once, this episode is going to have to look a little bit different than the review previews of the past. Because even with last week having both episodes, it was the first episode's All Stars 2. We didn't really include it in our review preview episode last Tuesday. This week, we do. We've got two shows to cover. So, as with most things on this podcast, the format will continue to kind of be like the show that it covers and likely change an infuriating amount of times over the course of one season. So, for now, this is how we are going to handle doing a double review preview podcast. We will start the show with the between time. We're going to normally that would be the middle segment of this show. Instead, it's going to be the first. We're going to discuss anything and everything noteworthy from out in the challenge universe. And unlike uh, past weeks where we would talk about the between time and try to keep it as closely as we can related to the actual season that we are watching, we are now just going to blow this whole thing wide, wide open. And anything that has to do with the challenge to challenge universe if it's noteworthy if it's worth mentioning or that i've got something i want to say about it something i want to talk about we'll bring it up even if it has no direct relationship to the one of the two seasons we are watching right now or would affect what we will see on those seasons to come we will talk about it so open to anything worth mentioning or talking about then once we are done with the between time we will tackle both shows one at a time first spies lies and allies then all stars two and with both we will do our 90 second recap followed by what we are hoping for, expecting, and predicting. So normally our first and third segment of a review preview, we're smushing into one, double-sizing it for each of the two shows. We'll do Spies, Lies, and Allies first, then All-Stars 2 second. Same three segments as review previews of the past, rearranged, two of them double-sized for double seasons. So that's how this is going to work for now, for today, for this podcast. We'll see if that's how this podcast is next Tuesday. Who knows? TJ's always got a twist up his sleeve, and seemingly so do I. Mine aren't quite as entertaining as his, um, but that's the way it's going to be. So with that, if you are ready, I am ready. Let's dive on in and see what's been going down out in the Challenge Universe between the airings of last week's episode and right now. So to the between time, we go to start off this podcast. And normally this would start with uh, a review of Aftermath, which we will still get to Aftermath in a moment. But there's only one place to start um, on this segment of the show with. And it's really going to be the pretty much the bulk, the main really thing we talk about because we want to we leave you time to go watch this thing we are going to talk about. And that is that Leroy, beloved challenge favorite recently retired Leroy, 
uh, came out actually today, if you're depending on when you're listening to this, but filming on Tuesday, uh, I believe it was either last night or this morning. I'm not sure. I saw the video today, posted a video on his Instagram timeline that I really, really, really encourage you to go watch. It's about 30 minutes long, um, but it is worth watching every single minute of it. And what it is about is Leroy finally coming forward and talking about what happened back on Dirty 30, which was a season, if you remember, featured Leroy is one of many featured people on that season in about midway through the season. Camilla, who eventually would shamefully go on to win the season, went on a drunken, belligerent, racist tirade against Leroy, um, which needs no clarification on anything, for, but also you can even add in to make it somehow worse uh, for no reason at all. Um, and uh, it was a very, very ugly moment in challenge history, and the handling of it was quite ugly as well, you know, almost as bad as the horrific things that were said um, was the fact that there were no repercussions for for what went down, and there was no real defense of Leroy from the production side, and she was allowed to stay on the show and eventually would win that show and mar what would otherwise be an amazing season of the show and mar one of what should have been could have been one of the best finals ever was completely ruined by the fact that this person should not be here. They acted in a horrific manner and now they're one of the ones winning and it just ruined the whole thing. And Leroy's never really talked about it. Uh, he does his whole, so he sits down and wants to, uh, the title of the, the video is him forgiving himself for how he handled that situation. And it's very, very good. It's very enlightening and it's very, um, uh, it's great for folks like myself who could use uh, could use to learn and to listen and uh, learn about topics like race much, much more, and especially super fans of the show like myself to, you know, regardless of how we reacted or felt in the moment to, you know, examine some of these ugly moments of the past and what, how did we respond to them as a fan and what could we have done better or thought better or, you know, just just uh, to go through the whole experience and, and to learn what we can learn and uh, take in the content being given to us. So I very much encourage you, and I'll try to make this, I would, I would love nothing more, turn this podcast off right now, go go straight to Leroy's Instagram and watch this video, Roy Lee the Barber on Instagram. Um, and again, it's worth it's, it's 30 minutes or so long, but plenty worth every single minute of it, and it was great, and you should go watch it. Now, uh, it was not, it doesn't seem to be in any way prompted by you know, what happened on last week's Spies, Lies, and, Eps- Spies, Lies, and Allies episode, but it did certainly make myself, as I'm sure a lot of others watching, rethink uh, what we thought of how last week's episode was handled when Ashley was sent home and with no explanation, without seeing anything to happen and just being told Ashley broke a rule and has been disqualified. And you may remember, if you listen to my recap episode of that uh, of that episode last Wednesday night, Thursday morning, my stance was I did not want to speak about any of the rumors of what may or may not have happened because I thought that would just add to the the difficulties of uh, the people, um, you know, the victims of whatever uh, whatever had happened. But I did feel pretty strongly that they should have shown whatever it was. And watching this video from Leroy and re kind of reliving um, a very ugly moment of the past on the challenge, and I want to be very clear, I'm not equating one to the other or anything. We don't, we don't know what happened in this situation. And so every, every situation is totally different, but reliving an old ugly moment of the past made me rethink 
my stance of should they whatever whatever did go down uh, with Ashley on this season on the last episode should they have shown it and felt very strongly after the episode and maybe was a little more influenced than I should allow myself to be by some of the spoiler burner uh you know insider type stan accounts out there across social media and the information they were giving which was starting to be contrasted by some of the actual people that were there in the room on the show and the cast that was on the show so maybe a little too influenced on them of what i thought potentially happened but uh regardless it made me second guess should they show this this stuff um and I no longer necessarily feel firmly that they should have. I'm back to being 100% confused and having no idea um, and leaning towards probably not. Um, and that is because it, it, the the part that makes me think they, there's a way to show it maybe doesn't actually exist because it, it, I would like to think, uh, you know, the very the very positive side of me would like to think there's a there's a way to show something super ugly and have it be constructive and a learning experience for the audience but also to do that without causing a lot of harm to the the person um, on the receiving end of this ugliness or the group that is being targeted or talked about in a in a inappropriate um, or unjust way, and I I don't know if that's possible, and I don't know if there's you know if it's not possible to do that 100 percent is you know is there any version of it that where the where the pros outweigh the cons is that even you know wrong to even think about that is so. The whole the whole thing's a mess, um, and I and I definitely come more around to. I tried to think back after I watched this video of Leroy talking about his experience on Dirty Thirty, and think, you know, I was upset then, and I'm even more upset now. Re- rethinking about that particular situation on that season of like, how did this person not get instantly sent home? That is a no brainer, absolutely sent home. If you cross a line on you know saying something immoral, unethical, you're going at someone's race, religion, gender whatever, uh, if you cross one of those lines, you get sent home that I'm glad that started to become the stance of the show in more recent seasons and, uh, good with that. I, but I started to think back to the, the dirty 30 season and think, all right, let's, let's say they would have immediately sent her home. Do, would it have been good to have still like, would there have been any good? It wouldn't have been good. It wouldn't, it, it shouldn't have happened. Um, it would be the best case scenario is none of this disgusting, ugly stuff ever happens. But would if if she would have been sent home back then, would have seeing it, seeing everyone, maybe you know, most of the cast, you know, in that moment, they were willing to stand up for Leroy to some degree in the confessionals and things. But in the moment, everyone was kind of in shock and no one did. Again, go watch his video. He explains a lot of this. Um, and but would if she would have been sent home, if we could live in that hypothetical for a moment, if they would have immediately that night after it happened, been like, you're taken out of the house and you're not coming back to the house. You're done. You're off the season. Would going through that have been, would there have been any good that came out of, Hey, this super ugly thing happened here. We're showing it to you. And that person's now removed and you know why, and you can make your judgments about how that person acted, how everyone else reacted to it, anything like that. Or would it have been better if that season would have just been, the same as what we just saw last week and been like, hey, suddenly, middle of an episode, one of the featured people of the season is now just gone. They're not They're not there, and the only explanation we get is uh, she broke a rule, crossed the line, and we had to send her home, and we moved forward. I don't know. The answer is still I don't know, but it, I, it's definitely is not a firm of a you should show that the way 
I felt uh, after watching last week's episode. The only thing I will firmly say is this. Uh, Ashley cannot, actually, we'll start with this. There's two two things to say. The not knowing is the part that sucks. Um, the not, not showing anything, we don't know what the hell happened. And we're probably never going to know what happened because no one wants to talk about it because it only, again, makes makes the whole situation worse, probably. And the not knowing sucks, but the only, and it's a shitty outcome, but there are only shitty outcomes to a shitty situation that was created by someone being shitty. Someone was super shitty, a bad person crossed the line, did something ugly and immoral. And because of that, the only the only outcomes after that moment of that person being shitty are all shitty outcomes. So if not knowing sucks and feel shitty, well, there's no there's no situation that's going to be better, which is why I'm, I'm kind of now on the side of, I guess, maybe this is the best case scenario. They just say, we, can't, we don't show anything like that anymore. The person just immediately is kicked out. They don't come back and, and we don't show it or talk about it or anything. We just move on as quickly and quietly as we can. Um, and maybe that is the best case scenario. But the thing I will say firmly is this, Ashley cannot be on the show again in the future because I did mention on last the recap podcast, the cynical part of me worried that this wasn't all just the producers maybe being a little more just or being a little bit more, you know, in defense of cast members and then they have been and clearly been in the past when they let some folks down um, and let the fans down. Um, but that it wasn't all about that getting better, being better, that there might've been the cynical part of me thought there might've been part of this. That is, Hey, if we don't show it, there's a lot less backlash and maybe this person can come back in the future and we don't lose a cast member who's been a very valuable member of a cast for many, many seasons. And the cynical part of me it was is even more, unfortunately, <laughs> um, today thinking that, uh, that that might be a real thing and that knowing how poorly some of the situations in the past have been handled and remembering how poorly they handled the Dirty 30 situation where they not only let Camilla stay on the season, she went on to win, but then she came back on Champs First Stars, Champs First Pros, whatever the hell that dumb spinoff one was called, um, like a month or two later, and the same thing happened towards a production, and then they finally got rid of her. But they, they, it took it happening again to actually be like, no, we're full on done with you on this completely. And uh, it's not the only time they've kind of made some questionable calls on who they've brought back after certain things. And so the cynical part of me thinks uh, that that was part of their reasoning. And I hope it wasn't. I hope their only reasoning was in the past. We've let some people stay after similar types of events. And we don't do that anymore. We stand up for certain, these values and with this person's done, but Ashley cannot be back on the show. If you, if you cross a line to the point of needing to be kicked off the show, then you cannot come back period. I feel certain on that. It's the only part of this whole mess that I feel certain on. And the only other part is that you should, again, go Roy Lee the Barber on Instagram, watch his video about his experience on Dirty 30. It is, uh, is, very, is very good for all of us to watch and take in. And Leroy, we love you. There's a reason Leroy is the only one on the wall behind us that has not never won a championship. He is one of the greatest humans to ever grace 
this television screen to grace this uh, the challenge universe in general. He's awesome. Go support him. Watch that video, um, and hopefully you you know you have you have as good of experience with it as you can as far as learning and listening and uh, just you know being a better ally um, to these types of situations. So that is the biggest thing I want to talk about from the between time. The only, the other two things worth mentioning. <laughs> Uh, a little more lighthearted now will be the rest of the episode here. But Aftermath, uh, we are still going to always recap Aftermath. So far, at least one episode in, they're only doing the Aftermath for Spies, Lies, and Allies. There was Aftermath of All-Stars Season 1, um, but no episode for All-Stars Season 2. Maybe there will start to be some once there's only one season streaming. Who knows? Uh, but on Aftermath, two notes from it. One, Emmy is hilarious. Um, she's She's been killer on this whole season. Uh, she's also been one of the best uh, guests that has to call in via Zoom because of being across the sea during the pandemic here, um, that it's a tough spot to be in, to be the one calling in on Zoom with five people in a room and one or two of you on a Zoom call. I imagine that's very, very difficult for them. Emmy just always finds a way to say something hilarious. This episode being the number one one being that when asked what was so scary about the challenge where you're submerged in a plane that fills up with water and you think you're about to drown, that's the scary part. The scary part to Emmy was that she, quote, according to her, was on her period and got her talked herself into being terrified that there were sharks that were going to come eat her and that Uncle CT had to calm her down and tell her that there were no sharks and that the, they wouldn't they wouldn't let anyone get eaten by a shark and it's just hilarious she's hilarious the second thing in the the important note from the aftermath is Amanda was not there basically the entire emerald team was or the former emerald team now that Amanda has infiltrated it but Josh Devin Nani and Casey were the ones there in person and then big T and Emmy calling in but there was a lot of talk from mostly Devin, but I'm also going to include Josh, who seemed to be very in agreement with a lot of it, but about, quote unquote, carrying Amanda throughout the season and that the reason Josh and Devin were so upset with her and that they were trying to tell her not to infiltrate Emerald and that they felt like betrayed that she would come to the good team, that she would try to help her game out for by going from the team that has been the worst so far in five daily challenges, which is a big enough sample size to just say the worst team so far, and join the best team with way more people and a lot of very good people and a higher chance of winning. That she shouldn't do that because, quote-unquote, they had been carrying her all season long and that they she owed them. And the it's all nonsense. <laughs> the... They make it sound like the reason for because Devin does ask, like, what do you mean by like caring or what did, what did you necessarily do? Uh, Devin Simone, host Devin, asked that of Devin, cast member, and Josh and the whole group. And basically, they summed up with, we kept her safe the whole time, which really they just mean we never threw her in. And there was never there was never any one-on-one deal between them. We never saw anything of, you know, Amanda like pleading like other people want to throw Amanda in and we kept her safe. We defended her. We went with someone else and you know that hurt our game name. No, no. They they think carrying someone just literally means, well, we've never voted you in, so we carried you here. We protected you. Which you only vote one or two people in per episode, even with your team being in power. 
every seemingly every episode. Hats off to you on that. You still only vote in one or two people. They start this whole thing started with 34. Just because you've never voted her in before, in no way, shape, or form means that you have carried her this season. If anything, this season has been literally carried by her. Most of the episodes, the best episodes are because of her. Most of the best moments are because of her. Amanda has been, especially in the last episode, episode and a half, has put this season squarely on her shoulders and is making good television out of it. Um, and so my my question to Devin or Josh would be, if you if if you carried Amanda, have have you did you carried every single other person that's still there this season? Have you carried, did, is CT only there because you've carried him this far? Because you haven't thrown CT in, which is a really dumb thing that hasn't happened yet. Um, you know, is is uh, is Nani and Casey and Tori only there because you've carried them or have they carried you to all those victories on the Emerald Cell? You know, is, is Logan still only there because you've carried him or you threw him in once so you haven't carried him, you know, I just, it just didn't, none of it made sense. It was all nonsense. They were just trying to talk themselves out of a situation where they, uh, where they got in a, an argument with a friend over, you know, who, whose game is going to have to make the sacrifice and you're both being selfish as you should both be. But one side can't admit the, I'm just trying to better my position in the game. and has to try to make up all this stuff of we've carried you, you owe us when like, no, you also want your team to be the best and you think Tori would be better than Amanda on your team of six. And there's a way to say that. And as Devin and Josh both say during this episode of aftermath, there's a right way and a wrong way to go about it. And it was just people going about things the wrong way, not necessarily wanting the wrong things. You're going about this the wrong way too. There's nothing wrong with wanting your team to be the six people you are, but uh, you're making up a bunch of nonsense to get there. Then final thing to talk about <laughs> Just to mention, there was no aftermath for All Stars too, but there was a bunch more, a bunch more, I don't know, three or four more uh, clips on the Challenge MTV's YouTube channel. Go there to find them um, about different things related to the All Stars to cast and, you know, former stuff from the show. They're all good and entertaining. If you like the Challenge, you'll like all the videos they're putting out on the Challenge's YouTube page. But the one that I've got to point your attention to uh, that is just incredible is there is one titled i don't have it pulled up anymore um something to the effect of actually i do have it pulled up here the challenge all stars to cast reacts to their original casting tapes so it's about a six minute video and they have five or six of them watch their old casting tape from way back when it's derek uh cancun derek Darrell, tina melinda uh nehemiah i believe are the five or six people that show up for it or a part of this video, but the one that matters, the first one they do is Darrell's video from way back when to get cast on road rules, campus crawl. And I can't spoil any of this other than say Darrell's look is unrivaled in the history of television. How iconic of a look he was rocking for his casting video. It's incredible. Everything about it's perfect. And you've got to go see it. You've got to see the the hairstyle, that the the visor, the facial hair, the glasses, the vibe, the whole thing. Um, so go to YouTube, go to Challenge All Star or the Challenge MTV's the Challenge YouTube page, and watch the All Stars two cast reacts to their casting video, and watch Darrell's casting video. It is iconic. And that with that, that's everything from the between time. Let's now move into our review preview of both of our shows. We get two of them this week, so we got two to talk about, both Spies, Lies, and Allies in All-Stars 2. Starting off 
our review and preview with the spies, lies, and allies. We're not going to do our full 90-second review just for time purposes. This, this pod's already going a little longer than I would like. And again, I really, really want to encourage you to go watch the video that Leroy posted. So in the name of not taking up too, too much time, we're going to kind of fly through the review part even shorter than 90 seconds and just say last week on the episode, it was a women's week. They had the Top Gun Daily Challenge and the Sapphire team won that daily challenge and it became very quickly a who's getting thrown in, Amanda or Big T, and are they just going to pick each other? Amanda kind of goes on the warpath, makes it known she wants to go into Emerald. Uh, That doesn't go over so well. She forces Josh very smartly, forces Josh to say, when I come to your team, who do you want me to replace? And then Josh very stupidly brings it up himself in nominations and has to bring make that conversation come to light um, that otherwise wouldn't have come to light. He and Devin both don't have great deliberations. They don't look super, they don't run the game as well as they had been in the earlier parts of this game. Amanda volunteers. She goes in, she calls out Big T. She beats Big T in a pretty good elimination, but twist, Ashley had got sent home. She had broken a rule. She had got sent home. And because of this, they kind of don't want to send two people home. So they Big T walks all the way out and then TJ pulls probably one of his actual best fake outs ever because I was stunned by it in the moment and it seemed like everyone else was as well, but yells, hey, Big T, why don't you uh, why don't you come back in here? I know you just lost. I know I just sent you home and you just did the, the walk on out of here, but why don't you turn around? Don't get in that van, come back in and you're still here. So now Big T is still on Ruby and Amanda went over and took Tori's spot on Emerald. So Emerald has six. Amanda replacing Tori. Ruby has four. Big T is still there. Tori is now there. And Sapphire has only three with Ashley being disqualified. They're down to just Emmy, Logan, and CT. That's where we find ourselves heading into episode 15. And for our preview of that, let's start with what I am hoping for. What I am hoping for, and we started to get, and we've started really to get the last two-ish episodes. Basically, we thought we were going to get some chaos once they changed the format, And it took another week or two to get, you know, it still kind of was the whole, let's just put rookies in versus rookies thing. And there was no real chaos yet. Really the last episode or two, even it started a little bit of actual chaos is set into the house, mostly by way of Amanda, who again, we thank for putting this season and the most recent episodes right squarely on her back and carry them on to us, bringing us this awesome, awesome television. Um, but We're hoping that true, real chaos is about to take over the game. And what we mean by that is that it's a guy's week. I would love to see an episode where we really, where both the people in the house, no one feels safe anymore, and everyone feels like it could be them. And we, as fans, have no idea that we aren't. We actually have a bit of suspense through the episode. We have actually have a bit of chaos and like, oh, it might be this person. Actually, no, wow, this uh, things have changed. Now it's looking like this person or this person just did something or this person turned their back on this person. I want, I am hoping for some real chaos to take over to the game and no one to feel safe anymore and for things to feel a little bit more up in the air and uncertain than they have. What I'm expecting though is... Even if I think we can get some of that chaos, even if I think we can get what some of that, what I'm hoping for, what I am expecting is that somehow on this guy's week, we assume there's only two left. There's or there's three dailies and eliminations left, a male week, a female week, a male week, and then a final. So two chances left for these other guys 
to throw CT in, to get him in there and take any chance they can of getting him out before the finals. I am expecting that somehow CT skates right on by yet again. That's what I'm expecting, but what I am predicting. Now, every week we have made three predictions per episode, specifically for the next episode on this season. And we are, we went two for three again last week, our third week in a row of going two for three after six straight weeks of going one for three. So last week we said Emerald would win again. That is the only one we got wrong. We said big T would go into elimination. That was correct. And we said Emerald would be infiltrated finally for the first time. That one is correct. We went two for three on the season, 16 and a half out of 34, basically right at 50% needing another two for three, or maybe could we sneak in a three for three week here um, and get over 50%. That's the goal for the season. So we've got three more. What I'm predicting for tomorrow night's episode of Spies, Lies, and Allies is Ruby, 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 Ruby is going to win the daily. I think that while the numbers advantage, and certainly the numbers have been an advantage in every daily challenge so far since they switched to teams, has, uh, you know, sides with Emerald having six to four to three people, and I'm sure whatever they have to do, that's probably going to be advantage. But I think somehow or another, Amanda joining them rattles them in some way, continues to unravel their chemistry that started to come unraveled at the last daily challenge. I don't think they perform super well. Sapphire with only three people, I feel like is going to be a tricky one. And I, I think Ruby's going to come out and get the win. I think Tori's going to be pissed off that she just got kicked off the team that she liked being on so much. I think Big T's been given new life. I think Nelson and Kyle know that they lose. They're going into the elimination, and they're going to be fighting for their lives. I think Ruby wins the daily. That's prediction number one. I think prediction number two, as chaotic as things hopefully will get, I think we are about to see in the event that Ruby wins the daily That leaves the possibility for a battle of the rookies in the elimination. The final two male rookies, Emmanuel and Logan, I believe will be in the elimination. That is prediction number two. And prediction number three is that Amanda, Queen Satan, Amanda herself will continue to carry the season on her back and continue to provide wonderful, wonderful content for you and I to love and appreciate. So Ruby wins a battle of the two last rookie males in elimination and Amanda continues to carry the season. Those are your three predictions for Spies, Lies, and Allies, episode 15. That's your review preview for that season. Let's then move on over because we don't just get one. We get two amazing brand new episodes of the challenge this week. Let's talk about the other one. Let's talk All-Stars 2 now. All-Stars 2 time. So we had episode one last week. It was a fan fantastic premiere the only thing i could even say in criticism in any simple way was i was a little bummed out that we didn't i I didn't realize the episode was going to end where it ended uh i didn't maybe have kept track of the time during the episode remember i still don't actually remember how long the all-stars one episodes were but i felt like they pretty stuck pretty hard on all-stars one to the you're going to get a daily and elimination and kind of basic format here um and this one we didn't we just got the introduction, and then eventually a daily challenge, and then it cut off before, um, you know, before uh, nominations or before the elimination in any way. The arena, as they are calling it on this season, which I am actually, I'm. I was only the only criticism is that I was just bummed in the moment it happened. I was like, give me more. I wish I, can I watch the whole season in one sitting? But very very happy that they gave us as much as they did of the. Let's get back to know these people. Let's catch up where they've all been, and pretty much everyone got their kind of where are they now confessional or moment or little montage. So that was great. The whole episode was amazing. Basically the review of this episode was we got to catch up with everyone. It was lovely. The house is lovely. They got 
waterfront property down in Cancun. Everyone that's back seems amazing, like they're going to have an amazing season. They're all thrilled to be there. And then we got uh, a daily challenge uh, where they had to go out and jump on one boat, grab a skull, walk across the balance beam to another boat, jump off that boat and dunk the ball in a little hoop on their way down. And everyone but one group finished it. That was Nehemiah and Ayana. That's why they are the one known team going into elimination. We found out the format of the season would be very free agent style. You're playing as individuals. The eliminations will always be two people though. And the daily challenges could be individual, could be pairs, could be teams. You'll always get to pick. And the the biggest part of the whole episode, other than Tina just being amazing, uh, even more amazing than we could have ever hoped for or expected, Tina stole the show. Go back and listen to the recap if you need to hear more on that. But TJ dressed down the, the competitors for their poor effort in the daily challenge, their lack of courage to walk across a balance beam and instead all lay flat on their stomach and scoot themselves across the balance beam. So that was hilarious. But that's everything that happened on that. It left off on Nehemiah and Ayana. They're going into elimination. We assume or don't, I don't know. I don't even remember now at this point if we remember if they get to pick who they go against or not, um, or someone else votes on it. The winners maybe vote on it or pick. Yeah, they do. Jody and Derek, they have to, they have to pick. They won. They have to make the decision. So that's where we left off is who's going to go into an elimination. We're probably going to pretty much start this episode with an elimination, I assume. What I am hoping for, let's preview episode two. What I'm hoping for, Uh, You know what? I'm just going to say I'm hoping for more Tyler, Um, but specifically not more Tyler in the elimination because that would put him at risk of not getting more Tyler the rest of the season. But uh, coming into the season, my top two, if I had to pick, was Tina and Tyler for people I was most, most excited for. I was excited for pretty much everyone that's coming back. Uh, But those are my top two, and we got a whole lot of Tina, and it delivered in a big, big way. She, again, absolute queen that she has carried the first episode and was amazing in every single way, was the MVP of the episode. And so I'm selfish. I got a lot in an amazing amount of a lot from one of the two people I was most excited for. I would love a bunch of Tyler in episode two. Give me give me all the Tyler content possible. So that's what I'm hoping for. What I'm expecting is I expect, I expect this is already going to be the episode that quote unquote, the game sets in on everyone that this first going to the arena for the first time, having someone go in, having someone get sent home. We're going to, I'm expecting there to be a half dozen people say something to the effect of, you know, the game's really setting in. The the stress is getting high. People realize we're here to play. We're here to win a bunch of money, not just have fun and have a reunion. So I'm expecting a lot of the game has set in on folks. What I am predicting for All-Stars 2, I am not going to be quite as courageous as I was on Spies, Lies, and Allies and do three predictions per episode. But instead, I am still going to make some predictions. I'm just only going to do two. Three, three's been kind of a lot and realized early on that's fine, but later in the season, it just felt, felt like in Spies, Lies, and Allies, I just basically have to every week decide, all right, who I have to predict who's going to win the daily and who's going to go into the elimination and whatever. I feel like they're a little stale. So we're going to keep it at two so that hopefully we can keep a little more variety with the predictions. We can uh, maybe also we can be a little bit better at the predictions, but same as Spies, Lies, and Allies goes for All-Stars 2. I stay far, far away from all the spoilers. So any predictions I am making are truly my own thoughts, having only seen what you yourselves have seen as well. So you don't have to worry about, you know, anything. You don't really, you, it sounds like so far Spies, Lies, and Allies, you have to worry about me getting about half of these right. So uh, just flipping a coin guessing right here, uh, but certainly no spoilers. Anything I'm saying, again, 
my thoughts, my predictions, nothing to do with known knowledge that may or may not be out there somewhere in the world. We avoid that shit. So what I'm predicting, number one, I think, I don't know who they're going to go against, but I think Nehemiah and Ayana are going to lose. Um, I don't really know why. I just feel like they're going to lose. Part of me thinks that they're not because uh, the only spoiler we know about is not this season, but is the All-Stars 3 cast um, that has been so out there that is impossible to avoid. Um, but uh, we know Nehemiah is going to be a part of that um, and for the third straight season, so maybe that means he needs a run on this or maybe not, but some, somehow, some way, I just feel like Nehemiah and Ayana are going to, are going to lose. I don't know to who till, I don't know what type of game they're going to play, but that's prediction. Number one, prediction. Number two, the first tears of the season will be shed. Are they going to be happy tears? Are they going to be sad? I'm going home tears. Are they going to be, I just got in a fight at 3am tears. I don't know, but there's going to be tears shed. That's my prediction. So the first tier shed and Nehemiah Ayana lose and go home. Those are my two predictions. First two of the season. Let's start on a little hot streak, but that is my review and preview of all stars as the review preview of spies, lies, and allies. And that is everything from the between time where again, we will say, go check out Roy Lee, the barber Instagram, Leroy's Instagram account and watch that video he posted. Uh, and thank you to him for being vulnerable and sharing that with the world. And with that, that's the end of this podcast. That is the end of the first ever double-sized review preview pod. Thanks for sticking out to the end. I know these started as micro pods and now have turned into 30, 40 minutes with going over two seasons at once. But uh, hope you've enjoyed it. Hope you're looking forward to another week. How many do we have left now? So this is episode 15. We got 15, 16, 17, and 18, plus a reunion, maybe two. So we might have six straight weeks here. We got somewhere between four and six weeks of double size review preview double episodes of the challenge it couldn't be better it is the holiday season we're we're squarely beginning into the holiday season it certainly feels like it with how much challenge content we're getting so thank you to the challenge gods for bringing it all to us thank you guys for being here and listening as always follow us on instagram at challenge historian so you don't miss any of this follow or subscribe wherever you are listening to this podcast or watching if it's on youtube hit the follow subscribe button so you don't miss any podcast episodes and with that we will be back wednesday night super late with our spies lies and allies recap we will then be back again sometime thursday early afternoon with our all-stars two episode recap so two more pods coming at you this week possibly a video on youtube sometime over the course of the weekend a lot of stuff coming thank you for being here thank you for listening i will talk to you again soon peace